0: Welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode. I'm so glad you're joining me. Hey, I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram, follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights all the ministries of our Women of the Word ministry of Christ the Word Church. It includes our blog called Planted. Our mom-to-mom ministry focused on the good works that moms do. Our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly in March. And of course, this podcast, The Unshaken Podcast. There is so much good content you are going to want to follow, so do it today. That will be in our show notes each and every week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directories. It helps us out, and it helps you out because you get notification of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can reach out to us at unshakenpsalms622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you have ideas or suggestions or thoughts about episodes, or maybe you just want to tell me about an episode and how it impacted you. Uh, Finally, as you know, Unshaken is a podcast for women, and our goal is to encourage, challenge and point women to jesus christ and as you know with jesus we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances hey let's head into today's episode right, well, welcome back for another episode of Unshaken. Specifically, we are in our book chats, and we are going to be talking today about chapters seven and eight of the book Learning Contentment by Nancy Wilson. Again, I'll repeat, as I've said every episode, you can grab that at any bookseller. You can get it on Amazon, and I just encourage you to grab it and read it or even get it on Audible or, you know, a a way where you can listen to it. It is a really, really good book. Uh, I have with me today my friend Erica Simpson. Welcome back. Thank you. Nice to be here, Julie. We are just going to chit-chat again uh, today, um, as we have in the past um, three or four episodes um, about Chapter 7 and a little bit about Chapter 8. I think we could both say that it is a, it is a process of learning, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm 48 years old, and I am still getting many opportunities for some reason to practice this little character trait of contentment. Mm. I probably will have to keep working on it until the day I die. So... I guess the beautiful thing is that we're going to talk about how we need to have a change in perspective as we talk about chapter seven. So Erica, why don't you give us a little summary of chapter seven, which
1: is called a change in perspective? Okay. Well, in chapter seven, Nancy tells us that contentment actually needs to become our worldview. Contentment should be the cohesive lens through which we view the world and in particular, how we see our own circumstances. So contentment is a viewpoint, viewpoint, which can color every single thing that touches our lives.
0: Mm, That's good. That's a good summary. It's interesting that, you know, there's so much in these chapters, but really it's kind of ends up being like a little, a little piece that we can pull from each chapter. Mm -hmm. So we know what, what's going on in each chapter. And really that's the key. And this idea of a contentment, contentment as a worldview is huge. Mm -hmm. So why is contentment a worldview? Why should we look at it like that?
1: Well, I like how she writes this quote, um, contentment teaches us to look with a fresh perspective, a resurrected perspective, a gospel perspective. Contentment teaches us to read the story God is writing with eyes of faith, trusting the author to bring it all to a glorious conclusion. Hmm, Thought that, that was is, great.
0: That's really good. Okay, so one of the questions, we're just kind of going over the questions at the end of each chapter. Mm-hmm. We're not creating these questions. They are actually the questions from the book, but one of them asks us to look at two verses, Exodus 19.5 and 1 Peter 2.9. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about um, 1 Peter 2.9. Um, so let me read it because I think we, we need to know what it is. Uh, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm actually going to read verse 10 also because I love this verse. Um, It says, once you are not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you received mercy. And I think one of the things we need to grab from these is the idea that our identity needs to come in Christ. We are God's and we are called to do the work God puts in front of us. We are called out of darkness and into light. We are not on earth to do the work that we want to do. We're here to serve God. And this is why I think we can get to the point where we can see that contentment and is a worldview. And this is where our worldview should be. What about Exodus
1: 19.5? Exodus 19.5 reads, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. So Nancy quotes from a different version saying, a special treasure to me above all people. I think it's easy to gloss over this point because we hear so often when the gospel is shared that Jesus loves you, God loves you, and it can be rather hard to wrap your mind around what that means and you can easily dismiss it.
0: It's pretty um, common. I mean, you can go to the dollar store and get right. Jesus loves you notebooks or something, you know?
1: Right. And um, But what does that look like? God mm-hmm. loves me. It almost can seem inconsequential and to many people it is but here's the thing Romans 5 says that God demonstrates his Mm. own love for us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us so he's demonstrating his love for us by sending his son Jesus to die for our sins and if we repent and believe in Christ through faith we will be saved so if and when you do repent and believe You become part of this very special group of people whom God treasures above all people because they are his people, people who proclaim his name and honor his word. And we are to give glory to his son and pattern our lives after him. We are to worship him. Hmm. It's not an exclusive group based on wealth or status or being created special. Um, But the exception is that you can only enter one way, and that's through the cross of Christ.
0: All right, so... That's really helpful, Erica, to look at it that way, because we have to see that God has called us and that he has pulled us out of darkness. He is, he, we are treasured. Mm. We are part of the um, special group of people that God treasures. I, I love that. What an encouragement. Mm. Um, how does this understanding, this idea and this concept um, that we are, have our identity in Christ help you read your own story correctly?
1: Well, I guess when I focus less on myself and more on my story, telling his story, I can thank him for all the opportunities that I have to display his glory to the world. Mm -hmm. And this includes hard things. And as the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 12, it's often through our weaknesses where God is most glorified. So if he keeps us low, it can be a good thing. And it can be an opportunity to shine brighter for him as his power is made strong in our weakness.
0: Wow. I think you should repeat that last sentence. Mm.
1: If he keeps us low, it is a good thing. And it can be an opportunity to shine brighter for him as his power is made strong in our own weakness.
0: Mm. That's really powerful.
1: And so how does the idea of looking, um, you know, when trials come and hard things happen, Nancy says to look for your duties in every Mm. situation. How can we do that? And how does that help us grow in contentment?
0: Wow. Well, I think what a change in perspective this is. I mean, isn't that the title of this chapter? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really is. Instead of looking for what we want and what we think we should do, We actually should be looking for how we can be busy doing the work God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if we are His chosen people, if we're His special treasure, then we should be looking for ways to honor Him in front of the things, in the things that He puts in front of us. Um, I guess we could say we could romans eight twenty eight it. I feel like that should be like a hashtag hashtag romans eight twenty eight. you know. <laughs> um, for example, we need to remember that all things work together for those who are called according to His purpose. Um, this is every circumstance, every situation. And this verse is really important. She even mentions it in the chapter. It's the foundation for contentment. We need to remember who God is and what He has done for us. And our response should be thankfulness and obedience. To what the work he puts in front of us. Um, I remember talking with somebody who was saying, Well, what is God's will? You know, what's God's will for us? You know, what, what kind of work are we supposed to do every day? Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I remember this verse popped up in my reading uh, around that same time. It's um, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, and it, it gives us three things. And I, I know I've mentioned it before on the podcast, and that's okay, because we can repeat these over mm-hmm. and over. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I love this verse. I love this verse. I love this verse. Mm. Um, It basically tells us three things we should do every day. And honestly, if we do these three things on a consistent basis, the issue of contentment, or maybe I should say discontentment, will be way less of an issue Mm. if we are rejoicing in all circumstances, you know, if we are praying without ceasing, right? If we are giving thanks, these three things are so important. And I think these are the three things that help us grow in contentment in our everyday duties. Um, okay, so sometimes, though, praying is the hard one. And I know that I have caught myself um, maybe confused on how to pray. Like, is it okay to pray for these big things that I think? Is that discontent to pray and ask God to help my situation to be better or different? And what if God doesn't answer? You know, what's, what do you think, Erica? Is there something you need to go boldly f- to the throne of grace for? And what might be holding you back?
1: Well, I may, I may save that for later. Um, there was another situation I wanted to kind of bump down, but what am I praying for right now um, is to be faithful in proclaiming the truth in love. And I don't know how or what that might look like, but I'm just praying that I would have daily courage to stand firm on God's word. Mm. Um, I feel a particular pressure right now to um, try to please men and to... Um, you know, not, not be so weird, but, um, (laughs) this could come in big and small ways, how God chooses to answer this prayer. I don't know. It could be public or it could be just really in the walls of my home. And Mm -hmm. for now, this summer, I'm actually praying that God will bless my efforts to reinforce some foundational stuff with my kids. And so this is what I'm working on. And what holds me back from that really the fear of failing, I guess, Um, I I fear that I won't be able to teach them well enough, or that I will neglect to make time for it. And so I know that I need God's grace to be able to do these things as a mom, and you know, even just as a person to be able to stand on the word of God.
0: One of the things that I think is really cool that I wanted to share um, on the podcast today that really fits in with this answer to this question. I love your your thoughts and how you process through um, that you know, like what might be holding you back. And you said it might be fear of failing, right? Mm -hmm. Not doing it. Well, right now this summer in our women's ministry at church, we're doing something called the Iron to Iron Challenge. And what this is, is... It's really simple. And anybody could do this. And you don't even have to have anybody tell you that it's called the Iron Iron Tail and you can make a new name. But the idea is that we will, as the Bible says, we'll sharpen each other um, as iron sharpens iron. And uh, we have a challenge right now in our women's ministry for the summer that you grab a friend and you do something together. And you can do different things. Like, for example, maybe what you want to do is you need to pray more. And so you're having trouble praying. You're you're maybe forgetting or you're putting other things more important, and so you want to be praying. So you ask a friend to keep you accountable, and she checks in with you. Uh, maybe maybe every day, I don't know, or maybe a couple times a week. Um, or maybe you're having trouble um, reading your Bible every day in the summer because it's busy, and so you do the same thing. Maybe a friend that you have asks you to keep her accountable to um, you know, speak good words to her husband. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This is the beauty of this particular mm. challenge is you can kind of pick where you're at So for me, I need to be more diligent with prayer. So I asked a friend if she and I could meet once a week, and um, I also could work on exercising so I'm going to combine these two because we're going to walk meet every day every not every day that would be wonderful but we can't do that (laughs) we're going to meet once a week and walk together and pray and I think that will spur me in my prayer because Mm -hmm. I need that and I need to know some people are praying and so maybe that's something you want to do this summer or whatever time of year it is I mean maybe you're listening to it and it's the deep the deep winter or maybe where you're listening it's never feels like winter and I want to move by you (laughs) but honestly if you are it's so good to do this iron to iron Mm -hmm. challenge grab a friend And do something. Um, Okay, so really excited about this talk today. Um, We're going to jump into our second chapter, chapter Mm -hmm. eight today. And it is called, I think it's just called Some Practical Mm How-Tos. Am I right? Okay. It covers this concept of gratitude, which is really nothing new. It has been a theme all the way through this book. And we're going to talk about a new concept she shares in this chapter called subtraction. And I'm not really fond of math, so I'm not sure what's going to happen in this chapter, but (laughs) I don't want to get into it too much more because I want us to be able to talk about it, and I think we have lots to say. So, um, Erica, can you remember a time, let's talk about thankfulness, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you remember a time when you had to make a choice to be thankful Mm -hmm. in a difficult situation?
1: Um this just makes me think of our housing situation. Ooh. Um so I think I have a lot of children. I have 11 and we never had 11 under one roof. My oldest had moved out by the time my youngest was born, but it was a 2000 square foot house, which wow. is which is really huge by a lot of standards, know, but, but 11, when you put 11 well really 13. 13 people in a house, um it really becomes small <laughs> and especially as their bodies grow. So um I struggled through certain times when we had thought we would be able to move and the Lord said no. Mm. Um, And so it was challenging for me to um, be thankful. And I I would start trying to pray for a bigger house and then the Lord would kind of rebuke me and say, Mm. you should be praying for contentment instead of a new house. Because by the world's standards, my house was enormous. And, you know, some people live in huts, some people live – in far less than what I was living in and so it's just really sometimes that worldview of contentment is what I needed to gain Hmm. and so I actually did stop praying for a bigger house and I prayed that God would make me love the house I was in and um, he did and my desire for more space um, became learning how to economize the space I had and instead of comparing what I had to Hmm. someone else it was I would get so invigorated when I learned how to do something new or use Hmm, something, something to a new way in our, in our home. And I grew to love this house so much. um, And it was just a huge blessing. So we ended up moving last year. And honestly, I grieved for the first three months. I felt very not at home in our new home. The Lord did give us much more space and I'm very thankful, but Mm. it felt, um, very uncomfortable to me and still does but my heart was just where he taught me those lessons to be um grateful and thankful because you know love grows in small homes right
0: yeah yep (laughs) so and you know I love your how you brought out the idea that it's if we really think about the world and the perspective of the world I mean how many people yes we are rich If you live in America, we're pretty rich compared to the world. And that's a good thing to remember. Right. Okay, so I agree with you, Erica. Sometimes when there's challenges and something that's difficult, your challenge was how many kids you had to try to pack into your house. Mm -hmm. Did you have any triple bunk beds? I think that'd be so cool.
1: Quadruple, actually. You had quadruple bunk beds? Well, they were laid out different. But yes, we had four beds on one thing. Oh, my
0: goodness. That sounds like my camper. I have a camper that has multiple beds (laughs) stacked up. Okay. For me, um, recently, one of my kids had a little health concern and uh, they came to my husband and I at night and shared this concern. And, you know, we both Googled it, which, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? When you have a health concern, the answer is no, don't Google it. And it was either two options on the Google. One was, it was no big deal, something that easily could fix. Um, You know, no big deal. It would just kind of fix on its own. The other one was, required um, pretty serious surgery that could be life altering. Mm -hmm. And we were like, "Uh, whoa. So after my son left the room and my husband and I sat there and had this little discussion, he said, I'm getting him into the doctor tomorrow. Well, I was busy that day. like, I was already committed to a sub job at the school that I sub at. And if you know anything about America and what's going on in the subbing situation, there just are very few subs everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I felt really bad about not being there. But uh, my husband said, well, I can take him. I have some time in the morning. I'll figure it out. And I have to say, my husband is willing to do virtually anything like this, but he I don't think he's ever taken the kids to the doctor for anything. And so I had a little like, really? You know, okay. All right. Well, let me give you everything you need to know. So, um, but he went and, um, you know, I could have that day, I was subbing, so I was busy with a whole bunch of group of kids. I could have easily um, fallen into being concerned and worried, but instead... Um, I actually, again, was reading in this book. I had it with me. And I was just reminded to be thankful. And so I continually thanked God for the things that he was doing. And I'm not going to say it was, I kept going back to what if it's the bad thing? What if, what if my child ends up with this bad problem and it affects his life for all of his life? You know, what am I going to do? And I had to kind of retrain my brain and kept going, okay, but we found out about it. But... My husband got to take him today, and there are some things they can do to help. And it may not be solved, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, thankfully, I got a text about halfway through the day that it was the easy thing. Mm-hmm. And it just required a couple little things, and we were back in business, and I am so grateful for that. I, I, I do think that um, having this book was good for me because it reminded me to be thankful. I think one thing we could do is be more thankful each day. I also think we can just tell people thank you. I know, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I think that such a simple way is just to be thankful to our family, our kids, you know, the grocery, the person who bags your groceries, you know. I mean, my daughter did that for a while. Nobody really thanks you mm-hmm. when you're doing that. So thank that person mm-hmm. for the work they do. I know they're getting paid, but it it's really a blessing. And we forget to be grateful. And then we become kind of crunchy. Actually, my mom I love my mom. She used to have a word, and she would combine "crunchy" and "grumpy," and she said we were grunchy. So, <laughs> I like that. so we don't want to be grunchy either. Okay, um, Erica, what are some practical ways to increase our expression of gratitude? Ha. Huh.
1: Well, because you've got this down, right? I do not have this down, but I do want to say that I mean the Lord gives us tools and means to conquer. Yeah. Um, And so these are some of the things, I don't want to make it sound like I have this big holy life, I don't, Um, but there are two means that God has allowed me to use through the years to conquer. And um, I used to struggle quite a bit with depression. I'm just a melancholy disposition, and I was really prone to despair when things didn't go as they should have. So try throwing a bunch of little kids into that mix, and (laughs) your apple cart is generally in a constant upset motion. (laughs) Um, Things seldom go as planned. And so I had to learn to live with a lot of unrest and chaos. Um, But two practices that I implemented in around 2008, and I note it because it was a dividing line in my life. Mm. Um, the first was that I, as an example from my mom, I began to fast and pray on Mondays. And I would pray for my family and my husband and my marriage, which needed a lot of prayer at that time, and um, any other needs that we had. And I would only fast till 3 p.m., but this was a life-changing habit mm. for me. Wow. And, um, I, I
0: think fasting is somewhat of an, a lost thing I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's it shouldn't be lost but right. I think it's good to remember that
1: yes and I mean Scripture talks in Isaiah 58 about the power of a fast and that it, it has the the ability to loosen chains of mm-hmm. bondage and so I started to witness that happening in my life um, and so God worked through that that wasn't me being amazing or doing anything amazing I was just using a tool that God gives to every Christian and so if you're struggling or you're hitting a wall use it, do that, try and see what God does through that. Um, and the second practice that I started to do was inspired by a book that came out about that time about counting thanks. Mm. And I just began to slow down and notice and list things that I saw God doing. And I, I had to kind of make myself look for them. Mm. And so I started counting and I still do it today over 13 years later. Um, I think I'm in the, you know, almost to 4,000. I don't do it all the time, but I just sit down every once in a while and kind of update and say, what has God done? What is he doing? Mm. And whenever I get down, I, I do like to go back to this list. It's kind of like looking through a scrapbook Mm. because it motivates me to be grateful in the future and now, and just to keep going. So, recounting these things that God has done studies me. And it reminds me that he is my God. And I'm incredibly happy to say that depression has largely subsided in my life over these last 13 years. Um, and so I just give God the praise and glory for that. But I also want to say it's his work and he gives us means and tools. And it doesn't mean that those will always take care of you know what is hurting, but is certainly something to contend for and to mm. start with. Um,
0: that is really good. I I love the idea that you made a list. I need to. Mm. I have a couple of things right now that I'm struggling to be thankful for, mm. and so I thought, or that I'm struggling through. I should say, right. That is a really good practical thing that I'm going to start. Let's mm. say today. Mm. Like I might need to start that today yeah. because that making along. a list is good, mm. and I think that's a good way a good way to do that to make a practice Mm -hmm. of doing that. I also am sitting here really quite astonished to realize that 2008 was 13 years ago. It feels like it was yesterday, Erica. (laughs) What? Are you sure you did your math right? Yes, because I know what baby I was pregnant with. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like that I remember seeing that, I can't remember what the meme was, but it's like, okay, so I was born in 1974, Mm -hmm. and it said we are at the same amount from 1974 to the year we're in 2022 okay. as we are to gosh i don't remember was it 1916. i don't know if i have oh. that right it's something ridiculous like that and i was like no way so i did the math and it's true <laughs> oh my goodness i'll have to i'll have to yeah i have to look that one up and make sure i got it right um okay well that's good yes. it is good to it is good to remember and those are really good good things and actually um one thing that you've done you and your family has put together as a business. And one of the businesses that you do is you make these beautiful leather journals. Mm. I own one. I love it. And I always take it to church with me. But I think that's where I'm going to start putting my thankful list. I'm going to have a little, one of those little notebooks that you put in. I'm just going to start having one that's just for that. So I can just go back and and do that. That's That's, awesome. That's good.
1: Okay, Julie. Nancy mentioned planting flowers around a cottage while waiting for your mansion. Mm. And it's a great visual. How about you? Do you have a cottage that you plant flowers around or are you waiting for a mansion?
0: I love this concept. Again, can I just say yay Mm -hmm. to Nancy Wilson for her amazing visuals? Because this is such something I can totally get. I don't know if I must be, I didn't realize I was such a word picture girl, but Mm -hmm. I guess I am. I can see this and it really helps me understand what she is trying to point us to do. And I love it. Um, I will say that I think it's easy to, it's so easy to be waiting for a mansion Mm -hmm. and to be sitting in the waiting box and just never Never take care of your cottage. Just let it go to, you know, Mm -hmm. get all messed up. But instead, we need to be planting flowers around our cottage. And I think um, one way that I'm trying to plant flowers around my cottage right now is with the idea of trusting God with the unknown. I cannot see my future. I wish I could. Mm -hmm. It would help me out if I just knew what was coming. But I can't. So instead, I need to be thankful where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. And I need to plant um, flowers that are representative of the fact that God knows what's going on. And um i think this will help me a lot mm. to not be discontent so i just need to plant flowers around my cottage and trust god with my future mm. what about you erica do you have a cottage to plant flowers around or are you sitting around waiting for a mansion to put all those kids in yeah
1: grief. maybe you need a mansion <laughs> well honestly i think i prefer to live in a cottage rather than a mansion <laughs> anyways but um this reminds me of a fridge magnet which says bloom where you're planted mm. and uh contentment doesn't necessarily mean praying for the next big thing. Mm. Um, but it really means praying for contentment in the cottage that you're in. Mm. So whether you move on or whether you don't, there's something really, that is the peace of God, of God, which guards our hearts that no matter what the situation, we're there for a reason Mm. and God is enough in it. It's just like we talked about earlier that, um, fear not for i will never leave you nor forsake Mm -hmm. you i mean this is the promise we have that when we're waiting in the cottage um he is with us Mm -hmm. so um don't wait to plant the flowers do it now use what you have and serve wherever you are and love whoever is in your life all for god's purposes
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Plant your flowers, girls. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Mm. Um, Okay, the other thing in this chapter is this other concept. So we talked a lot about thankfulness already, but let's talk a little bit about the idea of subtraction. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I am not math-oriented, so all I can think of is, I mean, don't give me the math problems to figure (laughs) out. me neither. neither. Okay, well. But I do know what takeaway
1: means. Yes, (laughs) that's
0: right. That's right. Okay, so um, what about what is subtraction and... What about an area where you can exercise subtraction to gain contentment?
1: Okay, so subtraction is just, if you're discontent with what you have, let's just think about if we took that thing away. Hmm. Would you be happy then? Can you be happy then? Or can you be happy with what you have right now? And I think I've used this with my kids in some form. Something like, you know, maybe we're having chocolate cake. And 10 minutes ago, you had no chocolate cake and I didn't even know about it (laughs) right you didn't even know that was going to be a thing but now that you're taking your first bites you're planning on how and when you can get the second piece of cake and you're willing to fight somebody for it (laughs) but um from very first bites rather than being satisfied you're plotting how you can get even more so Mm. subtraction is reminding them and me that you had no chocolate cake 10 minutes ago and so be thankful And be satisfied for this enjoyment right now try to savor every bite Hmm. and so I know I'm going to translate this to eating habits I know I need to do this with my own eating habits I know that you know you're gonna talk about body image in future podcasts Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to that Um, but contentment and thankfulness probably would help so much in slaying food idols (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we could just be happy and thankful for what we have instead of uh, wanting more and if we had none then, you know, we can realize why we should be thankful.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that concept a lot. Um, I do understand when you say you shared it with your kids. That's a good one to share with them. But Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because it's actually applicable for, like, us as adults. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to get into an idea that we need certain things to make us happy. But in reality, um, I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, God provides what we need. You know, even the lilies of the valley Mm -hmm. are dressed by him. And so we just need to be thankful for what he gives to us, mm-hmm. which is a world perspective, a contentment worldview, right? Yes. And that's the the chapter um, title. And I think it's really good to go back to the idea that that is what we need to do. Um, hey, Erica, thanks for coming on today. Mm, thanks, Julie. Um, we have more to discuss. You got contentment down?
1: No. <laughs> <Okay>. No. <laughs> um,
0: I don't either. But basically, when we're done with this book, we're going to stop these episodes because <laughs> We keep getting challenged to do these things, but actually it's so good and it's been really helpful and I'm glad that we can talk about it. I'm glad that you're listening. Um, I hope that you join us next week. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about another episode of Unshaken, um, specifically focused on our series that we're doing all year, the first Thursday of each month called Feminology. We're actually going to discuss a new idea on this particular one. We're going to talk about how a woman can be soft. Or maybe should she be? I mean, is that being weak or being a pushover if you're a soft woman? Yeah. Well, wait till next week Mm -hmm. because there's good conversation coming. And we're going to kind of combine it and think, can a woman be soft and can a woman be strong? We've already talked about strength. So it's going to be great. And you are going to not want to miss that one. So listen next Thursday when that episode drops. Thanks for listening. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken. Because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.